Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. When you start calling, I mean, we saw what happened on January 6th. But, you know, the couple weeks leading up to January 6th, I knew there would be violence because of some, like, the equivalent of what I'm seeing on social media today. I mean, there's people out there saying things like, we're going to create a moat around Mar-a-Lago. They're not going to be able to get him. You know, whether this happens or not, and I pray to God that it doesn't turn violent or a standoff like this, it is very dangerous rhetoric. The speaker is right to say, you know, to try to call for calm in this moment. But there are a lot of his colleagues that aren't quite doing the exact same thing. Or they may say, hey, don't protest because it's all going to be feds out there. But, boy, your country is being stolen. If you convince a significant number of this country that everything has been stolen and now the deep state's coming after their hero, they're going to they're gonna do something. And it's a pretty frightening endeavor, a pretty frightening thought that they've been so misled. That's Representative Adam Kinzinger. And my advice to you as a professional is never listen to Representative Adam Kinzinger. If you want to talk about somebody who absolutely despises you, and the reason he despises you is not because you've done anything wrong, it's because he only sees Trump in his head. Everything in his head, everything he he engages in, every single thing he views is viewed in the guise of Trump. That is a diseased mind, not an intellectual mind, not a mind that simply disagrees with you. Maybe the question that should be asked regarding this potential indictment, which doesn't seem to be an indictment, could be an indictment, who bloody hell knows what's gonna be going on next? The question is, wait a second. You wanna charge a guy with a felony? For paying a hooker not to talk? I mean, that is what we're talking about, right? At the end, if we're getting into a conversation about where America is at the moment, you're talking about getting charged with a crime for paying a hooker not to talk. And if that was a crime, how could anybody work in Washington, D.C.? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number. 833-468-8669. That's how you get to be a part of the show. I I was considering opening up the phone lines. Who thinks he should be indicted? Who Who doesn't? What's the part that people are angriest about? Are you angry about the Manhattan District Attorney, Alvin Bragg, trying to go after Trump for doing nothing more then paying the hush money to Stormy Daniels through account A when it was supposed to be categorized in in account B. That's the crime, by the way. That's the alleged crime, that it was supposed to come from account A, be categorized in account A. But it came from, was categorized in account B. Ooh, that's not allowed in Every single instance and every bit of reporting by rational, honest people, that is a misdemeanor. What Alvin Bragg is trying to do is make the claim that the hush money payment, hush money, do you know how just ridiculous that all... Be cool, honey bunny, be cool. All right, I'll be cool, I'll be cool. The hush money payment to Stormy Daniels was actually a move from the campaign 
to sway possible voters. And therefore, coming from the campaign or the account that it came from, that was a violation of election laws, and that's why it's a felony. And of course, if you indict a Trump with a felony, convict him of a felony, he wouldn't be able to do what? Run for president. And of course, the left loves this idea. Do you yes, they do. Yes, they most certainly do. Except, of course, there are those people who want Trump to run. We'll get into that whole conversation. We're going to really dig into the legal here. William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, he's going to be with us, going to break down the legal because it's one thing to have an opinion on uh, X, but it's really a weird thing to give an opinion based on not understanding the data and not even caring about the data. And the amount of people who don't care about the data is overwhelming. Put in that group of people, Adam Kinzinger, the former congressman, from Illinois. Well, that would, that, that's just not necessary. Oh, come on now. He's just, he's just trying his best to make a living saying nothing. Dear Lord, I would give anything to see Adam Kinzinger try and do talk radio for a week. For a week, try and do talk radio just to see. You listen to his vapidness and you're like, my God. Gosh, no wonder Illinois drew you out. Remember, no matter how much he says about Republicans, it's Democrats in Illinois who hated him so much that when they gerrymandered the districts, because that's what happens, people, they they drew him right out. They drew out his district. That's how little they think of Adam Kinzinger. There is a a, a real level of, of detail here about... What is it that we're actually witnessing with our own justice system? And is there something here that we should be standing up and saying no about? You know, standing athwart history, yelling stop. There's a moment of, my gosh, what are we allowing? And we're going to get into that in, in, in multiple ways. But it isn't the only story out there. It's not that I'm not, oh, I'm going to get into it. And I know uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, has made a statement now. I I will get to that as well. I, I get to everything. Let me share with you a story no one's talking about. Because a guy getting indicted, not getting indicted, is it right, is it wrong? I mean, we don't even have enough, we don't have enough data yet to give us anything. Because we don't know how it's going to work out. Here's a story we do know. There is a um, township called Green Charter Township. And there's a place called Big Rapids. And it is in Macosta County, Michigan. Admittedly, I wasn't familiar with Macosta County, Michigan. I had to look it up. I had to go to the maps and look up Macosta. And Macosta County is um, center west of the state, right uh, uh, due north of Grand Rapids and pretty much straight east, or, or I should say north, I'm sorry, west, northwest of Saginaw. So due north of Grand Rapids, halfway between Grand Rapids and Traverse City, 
right? For those of you who, who know the area, maybe you go do some summering stuff uh, up there on Lake Michigan, whatever the case may be. And in this town, there is serious concern of a company called Gotian Goebel. Gotian, I'm sorry, Global, G-L-O-B-A-L, a little hard to pronounce. Gotian Global. They're a Chinese company. And this Chinese company wants to build bigger in this county. It's a battery plant, and it's a pretty large-sized battery plant. And the people are saying, no, we don't want this battery plant, which would be 700 acres in our backyard that could easily be utilized as a place for China to spy on Americans, American military uh, installations, etc. In Grand Forks, North Dakota, they said no to, I believe it was a grain mill. They said no to this, this processing plant because... It was directly next door to uh, Grand Forks Air Air Base. And that was a threat. And not only did the military say, we don't want this, the people of Grand Forks that could have benefited from the dollars and cents, from the dinero, from the cash, the greenbacks, or as Fingers Malloy says, the scratch. They said, nope, this is too dangerous. We can't have that. And the people of Grand Forks are heroes, and they never once got a parade. They didn't get a mention on Fox News. They didn't get a mention from the so-called real conservatives. Nah, just us noticing, guys. Just us. Noticing the people who stand up. Stand athwart history yelling stop uh, to, to quote William F. Buckley. And now in Michigan, these people who might not have a chance of stopping this battery plant, are saying no. Asking the questions. Why would you bring a communist company to Big Rapids, Michigan, when we have troops mobilizing right now to fight China? Why would we invite the enemy to come spy on us? All the things on here are bad, but the thing that drives me the most nuts is that our enemy, not the Chinese people, I'm nothing against Chinese people because they suffer under the same communism that you all are trying to bring here. It's disgusting. These people have a shot? Do they have a chance? Can they really stand up to what is the horror of their failed governor, Gretchen Whitmer? This this new legislative body? I don't think so. Part of the problem of the political left is that they can't stand up to China because to do that might have them called bigots. And since the key is to not be bigoted, as Evan Sayet wrote in The Kindergarten of Eden, which is a must-read book. Understanding that helps understand a lot. If the goal is to never be bigoted, you cannot stand up against communist China because therefore you are a bigot. And you're not allowed to be a bigot because nothing is worse than being bigoted. Even though those commies want to kill you, they want to destroy you. They have said as much. They have stated it clearly. They have maneuvered in that way. They've engaged their military in that way. They've engaged their spy apparatus in that way. They've engaged their cyber attacks in that way. They have engaged fentanyl in that way. How many more ways do you need to see it? You ignorant bastards, they want to kill you. 
and you're like, well, we can't can't talk bad about the Chinese. No, 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 no. I, I, I love the Chinese people. We should all celebrate Lunar New Year. This isn't about people. This is about the communists. Oh, wait, it is about people. It's about communists. All communists are bad. All communists are liars. All communists are killers. You have to stop communists everywhere they are. Everywhere they are. And here are the people of this town, Big Rapids, Green Charter Township, Macosta County, and they're standing up. They're standing up. We don't want a Chinese battery plant. They filled their meeting hall. Don't do this. Now, are there good jobs that are going to come? Absolutely. Thousands of jobs. And it's not worth it. So people are going to talk about Trump all day and talk about this indictment all day. And they're not wrong. They're not wrong. I'm going to get into it on the show, guys. Guaranteed her your money back. But understand that there's more happening. There is much more happening than just whether or not Trump gets indicted. And yes, if you ask me, it's, it's some radical naughty does. But we need more data. On the communist Chinese, I need no more data. They are as dangerous as you know it. They are a danger to you. They are a danger to your kids. And TikTok is a danger. And them owning land in the United States is a danger. And this battery plant is a danger. Just say no to the commies and everything will be okay. These people are heroes. More people should talk about them. I'm Tony Katz. All the liars are calling me one. Nobody's heard from me for months. I'm doing better than I ever was. Cause my baby's fit like a daydream walking with his head down. Fallout continues in Silicon Valley Bank. And I'm telling you that no one's talking about Signature Bank. Freaks me out. Meanwhile, the Dow is up over 230 today. NASDAQ is down 31. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Amazon announcing a layoff of another 9,000 workers. They had started doing cuts in November. That was 20,000. So now we're at 29,000 cuts for Amazon thus far. Yeah. It's a bad economy and it's getting worse. No one's surprised. You got the white collar cuts coming at General Motors. They already said it, it's coming. The white collar cuts are coming. And then, well, I guess the question is, what's gonna happen to the rank and file? We gonna see some uh, buyouts happen? We gonna see some people told they gotta go? If you have an economy that has massive inflation like we do, you don't want to call it massive, you just want to call it solid, whatever. The Federal Reserve wants to continue to raise interest rates because they don't feel they've done enough to tame inflation. 
but the rise in the interest rates is being blamed for the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank because this is a bank that didn't actually regulate itself. It did, however, buy bonds to be able to have something stable against all the loaning they were doing uh, to these tech companies and utilizing crypto as possible collateral like we saw from Signature Bank and others, which I don't think crypto is necessarily collateral. Yeah, I, I favor crypto, but I don't know if I believe that. Meanwhile, if we raise interest rates and the bond values continue to go down because higher interest rates mean the bonds are, are worth less money, how many more banks now have a problem? So now Chairman Jerome Powell, Chairman of the Federal Reserve, has got a problem. If I raise the interest rates, which I know I have to do to stem inflation, I may be putting more banks on the hook. I may create more issues. We may indeed have much, much, much more drama. There's a letter. Here it is. Um, that That is uh, ma- making its way. I shouldn't say it's a letter. Letter, letter, not right. A study. The Federal Reserve taking a look at what they're going to do. 200 banks, just under, are at risk of the same sort of collapse as Silicon Valley Bank. If indeed the Federal Reserve raises interest rates too much, making the bonds worth less because they're all in the same camp. They're engaging loans that maybe should not be engaged. And they're engaging payouts that maybe weren't the smartest move because they're all competing for, what, the Silicon Valley money? Investor money, startup money, whatever the case may be. And so if Jerome Powell raises the rates, you might see more bank collapses. What does that do to the economy? But... If we don't raise the rates and the inflation stays and grows, what does that do to the economy? High inflation? No materials? I mean, nothing uh, on the shelves? You're still having the supply chain issues? You think, what, what would drive Wall Street and Midwest Main Street crazier? Would it be the idea of recession? Or is it stagflation? which is sluggish economic growth coupled with a high rate of inflation and unemployment. Now you say to me, but Tony, unemployment's been pretty good. It did tick up. Exactly what does it have to tick up to to be pretty bad? I just told you about 9,000 more layoffs at Amazon. So let me ask the question again. It seems to me that Jerome Powell is in a damned if you do and damned if you don't. And it seems to me he is getting zero backup from the White House. Where is the backup from Biden talking about a reduction in spending? Getting more cash out of the system to help bring the inflation down. Inflation, too much cash, not enough stuff. Supply and demand being real, the cash becomes worth less because you need more of it to buy the average thing, like, you know, bread and milk. Never mind a car or a house. I don't know about you. I don't claim an expertise. All I claim to do is be able to share with you the data. The data says, this sucks. I mean, sucks. But this whole place sucks.
Be ready, won't you? What is this possible indictment against former President Trump? William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, is with me next to break it down. This is Tony Katz today. This is, this is so incredibly disturbing. Do you think there's a coincidence that as soon as James Comer comes out and exposes those bank records, that suddenly Trump is going to be indicted? I mean, you're just talking about this soft approach from Joe Biden to China. We're constantly asking, why? Why not protect America? Is it a coincidence now that Trump is going to get indicted on Tuesday after these bank records were revealed last week? Well, I don't really uh, believe much in coincidences. And so I do think that they're, um, you know, I, I think that it's important what uh, Congressman Comer is doing. And it's, it's a way for the American people to really find out what's happening. Um, and, you know, I hope that that effort continues. I think that it will. So we learn that the Biden family has been making a lot of money from China. And then we get the leak that Donald Trump is going to get indicted for hush money payments to Stormy Daniels, which isn't, well, a, a crime. Guys, good to be with you. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, an absolute pleasure. Let me bring in William Jacobson right here. Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. Sir, let, let, let's start with you. I wanted you to hear that from the former DNI, uh, James Ratcliffe, uh, there uh, talking with Maria Bartiromo on, on Fox Business. Start from the beginning and don't be afraid to go as deep or non-deep into the weeds as you need to. What is the allegation here? What is the crime that the Manhattan District Attorney, Alvin Bragg, is saying Donald Trump committed here? Sure. Thanks for having me on, Tony. Uh, with regard to whether this is a coincidence, the timing, um, I don't believe in coincidences either, but I think this is a coincidence because what Bragg has been doing in Manhattan has been going on for weeks and months, and the Tuesday date for indictment and arrest does not appear to be a real date. Uh, Donald Trump put that on Truth Social over the weekend, and then his lawyers have walked it back. So I think what's happening to Donald Trump is really independent of what is happening to Joe Biden. And Joe Biden is a very serious matter. So the crime here <clears throat> is allegedly falsifying business records. There is nothing illegal about paying somebody to be quiet. It happens dozens or hundreds of times a day throughout this country when lawsuits are settled. Part of that lawsuit settlement is a confidentiality agreement and often a non-disparagement agreement. So there's nothing unusual or illegal about that. What the uh, allegation is, is that the way Trump recorded it is that he falsified his business records to purport to have some sort of legitimate business reason for it. That is normally not something that's going to be prosecuted. Maybe the IRS could contest whether it's a legitimate business expense or whatever, but people don't generally get prosecuted for that. Certainly, Hillary Clinton hasn't been prosecuted for anything similar to that. <clears throat> but that is the alleged crime. But that's a misdemeanor. It's a low-level misdemeanor, not really prosecuted in New York. But if you want to get Donald Trump, which is what Alvin Bragg wants to do, make no mistake right. about that. You got to turn it into something bigger, particularly when it's a payment that took place six years ago. And so, so uh, he's uh, alleging that it was a felony under New York law because there is a section that if the falsification of business records is done with the intent and for the purpose of violating some other 
federal law, then it becomes a felony. So and here, if I understand it right, sir, talking to William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, LegalInsurrection.com, it should have been categor- categorized in column X. It got categorized in column Y. It's a hush money payment to Stormy Daniels because she's claiming there was an affair. Trump says it never happened. What you and I believe completely inconsequential. But what the DA wants to do is say that hush money payment of $130,000, that actually was paying somebody to influence an election, a violation of New York election law. So therefore, ha we can go after it as a felony. And, and a, alleged violation of federal election law. But of course, the feds have looked at this and chosen not to prosecute it. So that's what's completely absurd about it, is the people who you would normally expect to prosecute a federal election law violation are, have chosen, have passed on it, have looked at it and said, there's no violation here, or at least they said there's no prosecutable violation. So Alvin Bragg is going through this legal stretch and it's a legal stretch which has been severely criticized by just about everybody. If you, the New York Times, certainly no friend to Donald Trump, even the way they describe this legal theory is that it's novel, it's unusual, it's not widely accepted. And so this is really by all appearances. And we don't, and I want to emphasize, we don't know what's actually going to happen. We don't think he's being arrested tomorrow, contrary to his post on Truth Social. Right. But but if it happens and if all they have is this hush money payment and falsification of business records, then that is really a, a legal stretch to put it nicely. And it has all the appearances of a political prosecution. Now, now this was a legal insurrection the other day. Trump says, I'm going to be arrested Tuesday by Manhattan District Attorney. And then he stated, the faraway leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arraigned on Tuesday of next week. Protest, take our nation back. Now, this then got um, a bit of contradiction, as you're you're discussing, where it turns out they're going to be hearing from more, uh, quote unquote, uh, witnesses today as part of that grand jury. And nobody's actually expecting something to come on Tuesday. So in, in the concept of this being a leak, was this a leak by Trump or was there actually a leak from the Alvin Bragg camp, the DA of Manhattan? And what did that leak say to lead us to this moment? Yeah, well, the, the New York Times two weeks ago reported that they were moving in the direction of an indictment. Uh, The Fox News and I think other outlets reported last week that there were security discussions taking place as to how it would be handled if there were an an indictment and arrest. But as far as I know, Trump is the only one to have picked Tuesday as the day this was going to happen. It appears to not have been accurate, at least according to what his lawyers are saying. They have no information about that. Uh, we won't know till tomorrow whether it happens. But, uh, you know, trying to get in the mind of Donald Trump is always very difficult. But the way I see this is this is his attempt to put to create a media firestorm, which he's great at doing, uh, even though he's off Twitter, he can still do it. Yes. And, and to get pressure on the DA's office not to go that last step, so- whether that will work. But that's how I read it. This is Trump's attempt to f- for stay any sort of actual prosecution. Let's talk about this idea of of pressure. Let's talk about this idea that we heard over the weekend that Trump is trying to intimidate uh, the district attorney, a district attorney we should note who spends his time taking felonies and turning them into misdemeanors. And now he wants to take a misdemeanor and turn it into a felony. 
But is there any argument that can be made from that post on Truth Social that did get shared everywhere that Trump is trying to intimidate the district attorney's office from that? Can you make that from that? Let's call it a tweet. Yeah, well, I wouldn't use the word intimidate. I would use the word pressure. And there's nothing wrong with the public relations pressure campaign to not be prosecuted as long as you do it lawfully. You know, he did not say go attack the DA. He did not say break their windows. He did not say anything like that. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a defendant essentially going public with what's happening to them and urging people to object to their prosecution. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as you do it in a way that doesn't cross a legal line. And, and I think that will be interesting. Now, you know, they may claim it's a dog whistle to people or whatever, but nothing in Trump's post itself was a call for violence or a call for anything other than constitutionally protected protest. William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. And the question for us, sir, is what comes next? Let's say there is an actual indictment. Of course, the dream of the mainstream media is a cuffed, former President Donald Trump having to do uh, the perp walk there into, into some police station. Could that actually happen? And then once this case gets in front of a judge, you talk to multiple people, you engage multiple conversations. I think Andy McCarthy over at National Review has engaged this, quite a few others. I, I'm not sure where you're at on it. Does this case actually hold? Does a judge actually listen to this case? Or is this thrown out based on its total lack of merit? Well, we're going to have to see, first of all, what's in the indictment. And I caution people that we only know what's been either leaked or uh, said by the Trump team. Uh, and if there's nothing more than has been leaked or said by the Trump team, then it certainly does seem extremely weak. It may be amenable, uh, given the novel legal theory, to being thrown out. But let's wait and see. And I caution people about that. There may be evidence we don't know about. There may be things that were done that we don't know about that will be part of an indictment. There may be charges that we don't know about. So we're going based on what we think we know. Uh, so it will be very interesting when the indictment comes out. But let's face it, this would not be happening if it were not Donald Trump. Okay. Right. Alvin Bragg wants to get Donald Trump. Letitia James, the attorney general of New York, ran her campaign on a platform of not only getting Trump, but getting his family too. Right. This is a complete perversion of the prosecutorial power. It's disgusting. Um, if Trump committed a crime, then he's as prosecutable as anybody else. But by all appearances, these are prosecutors who are going over someone's life with a fine tooth comb trying to find a crime. And that's not what our system is supposed to be about. You're not supposed to take a political opponent and pour through their lives as Trish, Tish James has been doing in New York, trying to find something on them. That's an abuse of power. And we've seen that uh, in New York State in multiple jurisdictions. And, 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 and as you talked about the idea of finding a crime, it, it's Beria who ran the Stalin uh, secret police. Show me the man and I'll show you the crime, meaning something can be found on anyone. And that's one of the reasons why I think you see response so quickly, not knowing what could be in an indictment or if an indictment could come. Just the concept on the one thing that we know about is this is not something that anybody prosecutes. And we see so many times, sir, uh, the conversation of uh, pros prosecutorial 
discretion. I think that's what they call it. Where prosecutors can decide, we prosecute this, but we don't prosecute that. It's how left-leaning uh, prosecutors say, we don't go after drug crimes, or we don't go after people who steal from CVS, and all these kinds of things. And now you're going to have a DA that does this. So take it for a moment, as you, you spend some time in both parts of the, of the world, out of the courtroom and into the court of public opinion. This is, seems to me to be an absolute loser for the political left. This is a mistake to want to go down this road of, but I don't hear anybody on the political left saying, we don't need this in order to still have Trump as our boogeyman thinking of it politically. Have you heard anybody saying who, who understands the law, guys, you don't want to be involved in this. This looks really, really bad for you. Uh, no, but I do have to admit I don't necessarily follow the the lefty pundits as closely as I should. So maybe they're saying you're probably that, doing it right. But, uh, you know what you I mean? Know, you're probably better yeah. off because of it. <laughs> right. It helps me keep my sanity, True. or at least what's left of it. Uh, so I don't know, but I don't think anybody can really predict how this will play out. You could make an argument that this will help Trump that it will cause Republicans to rally around him. Certainly Trump supporters are trying to use this bizarrely against Ron DeSantis, who has nothing to do with it. Uh, so this is being played by Trump supporters and uh, will be played by Trump as a political benefit to him. But I think that's not the, that's not necessarily going to be true because it's a long time between now and November 2024. And it's even a long time between now and the Republican primaries. You don't know what else is going to come out. You don't know how among the voters who are not Trump devotees. Maybe they're sympathetic to Trump. Maybe they would vote for him. Do they really want to go through the drama again for another 18 months of uh, indictments? Then there may be multiple indictments. They're looking into the Mar-a-Lago raid and whether they lied about the documents, uh, whether Trump lied about the documents. They're looking into that Atlanta thing. So I, I think in the short run, you will see a rallying effect. But by the time we get to next fall and we're in Republican primaries and then, of course, a general election, there may just be public fatigue. So I think the way that the, the Democrats look at it, my take is they want to run against Trump. They view him right. as the most defeatable because no Republican candidate will turn out the vote for Democrats. But then like you get Trump. But then you get the whole thing of if he's the most, if he's the guy they want to run against, why would you try and do something that prevents him from running? So these two things seem to sometimes be in conflict. It's another conversation, sir, yeah. for, for another day. Uh, William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. I appreciate you taking the time. Much more to get to. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. So in that conversation with William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor from Legal Insurrection, I appreciate William being with us. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today about this Trump indictment. I started with this clip from Maria Bartiromo over there at Fox News regarding, isn't it interesting that we're hearing about this indictment now as Biden, it's coming out, you know, the money with the Biden family from China, millions of dollars being spread around like so much candy and and, and, and is it coincidence? And William Jacobson's point was, look, sometimes there are coincidences in the world. Alvin Bragg has been working towards this, the DA from Manhattan, of trying to indict Trump on this, on that, something, anything. And, of course, it is a fishing expedition. Anything he can do to make the Democratic Party happy, to get Trump on whatever, that's what he's going to do. I also think it's possible to have coincidences out there. 
in the world. But I'm certainly not going to spend all my time fixated on this Trump stuff and somehow let the Joe Biden, Jim Biden, Hunter Biden, Hallie Biden, who is the infamous Biden, right, allow that story to go by the wayside. These people took in millions. It got spread around. Why did they get the money? And they clearly got the money from China, according to the bank records. An investigation is necessary. What I find interesting is that Erin Burnett over there at CNN, she was doing her show out front and talking about these financial records that got subpoenaed by the House Oversight Committee, Representative James Comer of Kentucky uh, heads up that committee. And she stated that um, these records don't look good. I mean, that was, that was I, I, that's as honest from CNN as sometimes you can get. These things don't look good. On a certain level, just as a layperson, you hear this and it doesn't sound good. There's a guy whose name is John Robinson Walker. He gets $3 million from a Chinese space company and proceeds to wire it out to a bunch of people named Biden, one of whom is Hunter Biden. Another one is a company that belongs to the president of brother James Biden, uh, the president's brother James Biden, and another amount to Bo Biden's widow, Hallie. So from the layperson, that doesn't look good. That's accurate. From the political person, they just won't look at it. That's the, the the conversation. They won't even know, hey, hey, we can't have this. It doesn't matter if they're our party. We can't have this. If you tell me that Trump putting in the wrong category the money he gave Stormy Daniels is a felony, but the Bidens getting millions of dollars from the Chinese isn't a story, sorry, that's not the country I plan on living in. And certainly, as long as I've got a microphone... I'm going to make sure proper stories are delivered to you, me, and we. I'm going to make sure of it to the very best of my ability. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today.